Good morning, Barry Green in the studio with Talk of Our Shire for the Donnybrook Bailing Up Chamber of Commerce. Got a good lineup today. First of all, we're going to be talking to uh, Neil Mills, Miles, Miles, sorry, from uh, Planted Passion. He's going to be one of the speakers at the Donnybrook Festival at the Cobwa Future Food uh, feature. So we'll be talking to Neil about his journey. We'll be talking to Sabine about the Ferguson Music Trail. We'll be talking to Uta about the body, about bailing up Body Joy. She's a member of the Donnybrook Bailing Up Chamber of Commerce, so she gets to tell her story on this. And we'll also be talking to Helen Christensen from the Bailing Up Small Farm Field Day, about a bit about the history of the field day, but also what's coming up this year. But first up, Neil. Good day, Neil. How you doing, Barry? <laughs> I'm well. So. You, you've got a very interesting story. You, you, I actually known you for quite some time. You were a mate of my son Luke, and uh, you started off in business not that long ago with uh, a permaculture business in Perth. Tell us what's happened since then. Uh, brief down, I think yeah, the company started ten years ago with the foresight to hopefully get to where we are, but obviously it's taken quite a while. So we started with a trades business in Perth purely because obviously I didn't have capital um, the bank couldn't lend me money so I basically sold my time to raise capital um, then I created another revenue stream which is now 90% of the company which is then invest into fertilizer to sell to other farmers and help build their success and then uh, three I think three years ago three years and nine months ago we brought our first farm in Manjimup and then shortly 18 months later after that we brought the second farm um, I like to think that we cho- we chose this region down here so let's, even if I just say south of Donnybrook as I believe it's the best uh, growing region in the state um, we looked at everywhere from orchards and chittering um, horticulture in Jinjin and as far as I'm concerned everywhere nothing had the right soil climate and, and rain and water as as we do down here yeah and that basically led us to where we are and so yeah we've <laughs> we've done a fair amount on um, both farms since since day dot and so you've come at this from an organic perspective and sort of the the narrative has been that we can't feed the world on organic produce but you've actually built a farm from scratch um, and the you're saying the production area now is all certified organic yeah so initially uh when we brought both properties like um yeah, we, we brought them at a good price, but both of them needed a great deal of work. So the initial, probably even if you say 12 months, uh, it was a lot of structural and infrastructure work and you know, pulling out benches to plant veg and greenhouses and stuff. Uh, but from day dot, we were always chemical free. So I removed chemicals straight out of the system um, because purely, you know, I grew up in Margaret River. I grew up around permaculture. We even got married at a permaculture farm, funnily enough. So I knew the detriment, so we pulled it out of the system and even in those early days, just seeing butterflies and beneficial insects populations increasing by taking synthetic chemical out of the, out of the system, you know, it was quite obvious. Um, but then as business ticked along, we've always done a lot of work on both farms. Like if you look at the whole business plan, <laughs> we've achieved quite a lot. And it was actually last year where we, I think it was about July or August, where we decided to go, well, yeah, we've gone through COVID. We're not getting paid any more money for our veg being chemical free and putting an emphasis on nutrition. So we decided, well, bugger it, we'll actually go certified. And fortunately, because we could prove our practices, um, where I think as of September this this year, we're 
completely certified right now we're thinking in conversion um, so we could fast track that um, in the meantime we've got both uh, farm certified so on one farm it's a t- 10 acre property with greenhouses so that's um, certified then at the 100 acre farm it's basically 12, 12 acres of production area with the uh, as we start planting orchards and stuff we'll get the full 100 acres certified but it was just simpler to start uh, with, with the first produ- production area Right, yeah, I should have turned my phone off there. <laughs> okay, that was actually David McFall from Cobwa. Yeah. And uh, we're talking about Cobwa, Certified Organic Biodynamic WA, which is an organisation set up to advocate for, for um, organic production. And uh, you'd have to say you're probably a pin-up boy for what we're doing. Um, but it, it's so it, what you're demonstrating is it can be done. And the research hasn't been done, you know, Government's not putting or hasn't been putting research into organic practices, but uh, it's it's time they did. And uh, the, the in the past, there's been this notion that organic was sort of muck and misery, and uh, that's sort of because it, there hasn't been the science. But the science is being done now, and there's monitoring equipment coming out, so that if if a mineral's deficient, you've got to put it there, whether it's organic or not. But the, the organic system can provide the minerals if they're not there it, it doesn't mean we can't put inputs in uh my point of view i mean we've only got a small, small amount of time today my point of view is very wide and very layered when it comes to organics or even if you go sustainable nutrition uh where you say there there hasn't been the science it's because i mean you know, even if we just say in the 90s give or take a decade a lot of the science was based on conventional inputs if you can convert the data on, I say placement of nutrition of units of nutrition to organics you can there is proof that if you can have the right type of nutrition at the right units in the right form that organics can compete I I work in our other part of the company quite vigorously helping other people grow as well and where I've proven is is that now based on scientific papers and research has done from years ago but then using organic fertilizer that is now available because there's no reason why people can't go organic because the technology, the fertilizer um, design and, and raw ingredients is higher than it's ever been. So I've actually proven it in both our own production and others that certain nutrition can outcompete conventional. Um, like like our, our two calcium options have done that in, in comparison. So my view is that there is no, there, there's no excuse and anybody that believes that organics can't compete with conventional it's it's in my personal opinion it's it's dated and it's from an uneducated point of view because internationally in in areas of, of america and europe there is very large scale certified organic producers that are competing head to head with conventional okay. um if a best way for me to explain it to people is that most farmers get paid on weight occasionally and some fruit veg you get paid on units but Weight is not a fixed variable. It is, you know, you've got weight to weight and weight to volume, right? Um, conventional, whether it be hydroponics or whether it be out in the field, conventional can can grow a, a, a size of fruit, but it can't necessarily guarantee a weight. Well, we've proven that we can grow not just quality, but we can increase our weight. You know, for example, like I think yesterday we we harvested a capskin that weighed like 550 grams, whether the average one that's sold at the you know at the market is probably 340 grams yep so i sort of 
educate people as well as pr- trying to provide the example that you know it, we we can the quality's there the nutrition's there and even the weight is there and then all of a sudden you you're respecting your soil and then that that you've got a stronger backbone in the system that you can lean on growing growing yeah. food the way god or evolution intended absolutely absolutely in uh, 2018 i did a community radio documentary with charles massey and others charles doyen of regenerative agriculture and in that he got talking about nitrogen fertilizer mm. and, and mentioned how we, we only started using nitrogen fertilizer in agriculture after the second world war when the big corporations had big factories making nitrogen for explosives mm. and said so what are we going to do with it ah we'll sell it to farmers and call it fertilizer and and that's what started us down this path and it's it's just like the drug industry it's a drug it's it's it, the farming becomes dependent on it because the 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 nitrogen there's actually something like 78 78,000 tons of nitrogen sitting above every hectare of the planet the nitrogen's up there before we invented nitrogen fertilizer the nitrogen used to get into the soil through the the biological action and, and we've destroyed that so this is getting back to to growing food the way the way it was grown before we started interfering well, as I said to you sort of earlier, earlier like I believe, I personally believe, because I deal with a lot of large amount of other farms, I personally believe that nitrogen is the most reactive element in 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 agriculture. People will apply it, and they might apply a large amount, and then they see their crop, you know, go fifty shades darker of green, or they jump a foot, and they think that that is how they measure success because visually they can see it. But you know, nitrogen is one element out of multiple macro elements, and I always say to people, I said, everything has to be in balance, both in the soil and in the plant. Um, there's chemical reactions in the soil. There's chemistry. There is there's biological and there's mineral. If one thing's out of balance, it, it creates a, a ripple effect or a domino effect forward. You know, excessive nitrogen affects sulfur, sulfur affects phosphorus, phosphorus affects zinc. And what I'm seeing down in the southern forest region at the moment is phosphorus and zinc is one of the biggest limiting yield factors in avocados because uh, and because it, it, everything is connected to everything yep. but the problem is is in the commercial environment people usually fo- f- focus on probably a small handful of major elements and they oversupply it and they force feed the plant um, and as much as it may be big or there might be large on it it lacks nutrition it lacks weight it lacks you know it lacks many things you know the nutrition is the key and we've got to remember we're growing this stuff for people to eat oh, and their health depends on the health of the food oh, and we've, we've sort of missed that link well, let's play some music and we'll come back and continue after that we've got free and traveling in style hi i'm kat from tony brook dog grooming and you're listening to db community radio 102.1 fm in Donnybrook and 98.5 fm in bailing up you are indeed, and my guest this morning on Talk of Our Shire, sponsored by the Donnybrook Bailing Up Chamber of Commerce, is Neil Miles. And Neil's going to be speaking at the Donnybrook Festival at the uh, Cobwa Future Food, Future Farming uh, Pavilion, shall we call it, or tent. And uh, Neil's got a, established a farm at Management, and he's coming to us as a young bloke in the, doing the organic thing. So, Neil, really you are demonstrating what, uh, what can be done um, where do you see this going in the future where do I see my business going in the future it's like look I, I'm that sort of person that I'll push until I can't push no more and I tell people uh, as much as I've had 
great successes, I said, um, you know, it's taken me 10 years to get here. Um, we're only at the beginning. Um, for me, as on, on our 100-acre farm, like in the probably next three years, we plan to plant probably about 10,000 fruit trees and we'll get them have them certified organic. When it comes to field crops on veg, we probably scale... Uh, maybe up to about 40 acres, maybe between 30 to 40 acres. We will embrace both volume and variety of produce, um, both veg and fruit, um, combination of annuals and perennials. Um, as I've said to my farm manager, I'm, we're willing to plant and try anything as long as it's commercially viable because unfortunately the current industry, some crops that we've tried are, are not. Like literally they're sold for too cheap and if we put labour over them, it's we're making nothing you know but that's that property and then the other property is we pl we're currently putting in uh, two more greenhouses into vegetable production um, and then after that we plan to put in technology so heating lighting cooling to improve production and be able to grow certified organic greenhouse produce 12 months of the year and to compete with interstate growers so we have more of a local option in WA um, There's two things I see there. One is that the importance of local production because uh, nutrition in fresh produce declines as soon as it's been picked. So the longer it's after, from when it's picked to when it's consumed, it, it's losing nutrition all the time. So if it's come across from the other so side... It's even losing plant. quality. Like, yep. This is the problem as you go to country WAIGAs, yep. the stuff that sits on their shelves, and this is where hopefully we can scale and sell direct to country WAIGAs is... You sort of see their, their produce that comes out and puts on the shelf. It's been in cold storage for a minimum of two weeks because it took a week to get over here. It maybe sat in Perth for a week, and by the time it gets there, then it deteriorates for over a series of days. And yep. this impacts communities based on nutrition, fresh, quality, experience, consumption, everything, you know? <laughs> like, and this is the important thing, I think, about talking about this at the Donnybrook Apple, or not called the Apple Festival this year, it's Donnybrook Festival, because all this organic stuff is all well and good, but if the if the eaters that don't uh, embrace it uh, you know we're wasting our time but it's it's important that the the, the eaters come to understand how the food is produced and and value it because the, the, this will be determined by the market and what people choose to buy oh a hundred percent and this is where I I personally believe that the the system's somewhat broken because uh, if we talk about on a, on a large scale 90% of certified organic produce is grown interstate not in WA um, then a lot of and people a lot of opportunity has been lost over the series of decades because it's harder and harder to grow then it's harder and harder to be profitable and then when you lack loyalty or you, or you lack interest or you lack support from consumers or communities you know a farmer will only work so hard for so long before he's pushed into a corner you know and just says too hard let's give up um, that's part of the reason why I'm that person, like, I don't need to pat my back, I'll do what I'm going to do no matter what, and I hope to not treat myself as the exception, but just set an example for others to follow. That's a great example, Neil, and uh, if you're interested in hearing Neil speaking about uh, agriculture and nutrition, come along to the Donnybrook Festival and uh, at the, the Cobworth feature there, and uh, that's why Cobworth Certified Organic WA has been created to encourage organic production and young people like Neil thanks so much for taking the time to come in Neil anytime mate more than happy to great now we've got lined up Neil Simpson and it says track 12 so this could go. be anything where are they? <laughs>